Welcome to The Do Zone, where real entrepreneurs share real strategies about getting things done. I'm your host, Josh Thomas. Tag me at JT literally and show me what you do in The Do Zone. Every week, I'll pick the best post to feature across all my social networks. This podcast is brought to you by Factor One. If you are a six-figure entrepreneur who's looking to hit seven this year, there are three key shifts you need to make right now in order for it to be possible. Go to IamFactorOne.com now and i'll show you exactly what those three key shifts are and how you can get them set up for your business in less than six minutes once again that's i am factor one.com today's guest is remy saldivar from nine to five to being alive he's a bad employee but an awesome entrepreneur remy welcome to the do zone tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of i would say throw away your paper calendar just get that thing, get rid of it. You got to be, you got to have an online calendar. Me personally, I use the Google calendar. Ever since I did that, everything's changed. And what's the, what's this, the, I, I agree by the way, but what to you is the distinct advantage of going digital on keeping yourself organized? That thing fits in your pocket and it's with you all the time. No matter what, all of us carry cell phones nowadays. It's it's rare to have somebody actually pull out a paper calendar. Most of the time, they'll say, I have to get back to you. Uh, let me check on that because they just don't have that paper calendar with them. It's at the house. So when you switch to digital, it's with you 24-7. Yeah, especially like the one that hangs on the wall. Like I'm carrying that in my pocket. I'm just imagining that. <laughs> I, I used to be that guy. I used to double book myself all the time. I'd forget uh, meetings, tasks, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It was a mess. So when I switched to uh, Google Calendar, it's it's been really, really good. So, and, and let's talk about that for a minute, because a lot of time uh, when somebody says, hey, let me check my calendar, I'll get back to you. Uh, I, I'm still waiting, actually, for some people to get back to me after checking their calendar. It's It's almost like it's like a nice way to bow out and sneak out the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so it's as entrepreneurs, we really have to take ownership of our time. And that sounds like that's really what you're, you're saying is like, Hey, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Okay, cool. That worked in 1979. Uh, but today that literally you're, if you're answering that question on a on a phone, it's just a flip and a swipe to check your calendar and get back to me in less than a minute. And so it's almost like it eliminates the excuse. And now how, how am I going to, how am I going to elim, uh, avoid responsibility now, Remy? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then the, like, the cool thing is like, if somebody wants to talk to me, a lot of people do this, uh, or at least a lot of people that I know now, uh, if you want to talk to me on a call or you want to connect with me, I have a calendar set up that has, you know, all my availabilities. I just shoot it over to you, just like the way I booked this podcast with you. And uh, and that's that's all it has to do. So there's no check in a calendar. Somebody wants to talk to me. Cool. Book a time and a date on my link. Here you go. Yeah, it's done. Right. Yeah. And so uh, one of the things that you've used to grow, Remy, uh, and and I've just I've watched this complete transformation over the last few years from you. And uh, a part of it comes down to continuously putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Talk to me a little bit about a conscious decision to seek that discomfort. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, uh, I, I used to get stuck in my own head and I was just kind of like always uh, avoiding certain tasks or, or certain meetings or talking to certain people. 
And uh, I think it was just one of those things where I just, I had, I kind of plateaued and uh, I needed to do it. I needed to get into certain situations that were very, very uncomfortable being in rooms where people were way more successful than me. I had to be in those rooms. And I just, I uh, eventually one day I just figured out, I just, I'm going to book it. Let me do it. And I'll do it to where I can't back out. Like there was one time when somebody asked me to, to do a, a free live training and there was, it was going to be an online training and there's going to be several thousand people watching my presentation. And I just said, yes, before I even thought about it, I said, yes. And then after I sent the message, I was like, Oh, Oh my God, I, I can't take this back. <laughs> you know, let me, let me write them back. Let me tell them no. And, and it was somebody that like, I think, um, and I, and this goes back to like, just recently I hired a, a personal one-on-one you know, trainer, uh, personal trainer workout. So this person's going to work me out every Wednesday. And uh, it's, it's, it's hard to, now he's going to hold me accountable. I don't want to cancel on the guy. I don't like letting other people down. It's easy to let myself down. If I were, was on my own and I'd be like, nah, I'm not going to work out today or I'm going to take it easy, man. Today's going to be an easy light day. But now that I have a personal trainer, I did that on purpose. Now I have a personal trainer. He's going to be having me show up on Wednesdays. He's going to work me out. He's going to ask me how the rest of the week is because just because I worked out with him one day a week doesn't mean the rest of the days aren't, you know, scheduled by him. He's giving me a strict workout regimen, diet, exercise. I mean, the, the whole nine yards. So I tend to do that. I put myself on purpose in situations like that to where I, I don't want to let somebody down, you know, because yeah. it's easy for me to let myself down, but others, I don't want to do that. So, so yeah. And, and, and that's it. There's three, there's three main points to accountability and this is why they serve you. The first one is internal and it's uh, you know, what do I, my, my personal integrity, you know, am I going to follow through on my own word? And a lot of us will let that slip if nobody's watching, you know? And and it's like, ah, I'm going to take it easy. Today's going to be a light day. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And so there's actually some science behind this. Uh, that says if you commit to yourself to doing something, your chances of following through are about one in four, 25%. And if you commit to somebody else that you're going to do it, uh, you know, hey, hey, bro, I'm going to start working out, uh, you know, and and I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I work out and, and you're going to hold me accountable. Your chances of following through at that point, they go way up 65% actually. But the third, that's the external. And then the third part of accountability is time bound. And so that's where you're really getting getting the execution happening is because every Wednesday at a certain time, somebody's coming in to make sure you're actually doing this. And that almost guarantees your success. The According to the science, 95% of the time, if you are internally committed, and externally committed, and you have a specific deadline, you are going to complete that task no matter what, almost every single time. And and that's really what you're talking about here, seeking that discomfort and having having somebody else counting on you to make it happen. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. That's that's pretty amazing. I was doing that without even knowing that. <laughs> I guess it's just years after seeing myself fail and, and give up. Uh, I kind of like learned a way to trick myself into doing things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that's like so many entrepreneurs can relate to that. It's like, I keep doing this wrong and wrong and wrong. And sometimes you just got to 
put some bumpers in place to keep you from falling down so much and whatever it takes is what it takes, you know? And, and so, uh, I'm, I'm curious, talk to me a little bit about, uh, speaking of, you know, these tricks to get things done. Uh, you, you have found ways to take huge tasks and break them down into these little bite-sized, easy to manage chunks. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, so right now, like right now, my this big project that I'm working on, I'm redoing this uh, this coaching program. So I'm redoing all the videos. So it's a huge task, you know, just a bunch of modules, lessons, curriculum. I mean, everything broken down. So what I did is, uh, first of all, like I got somebody to hold me accountable. So I hired a coach, somebody that's actually working with me side by side. But you don't have to do that. You can do it a different way. This is just what I did. So I got a coach. He basically uh, took all the notes down, just kind of picked my brain, got all the knowledge. I'm the expert. He's the one helping me. And we broke it down into small chunks. So big, big task. What am I trying to help these people accomplish? And then we broke it up into small, tiny, bite-sized steps. And then from there, um, every day I have a like basically a, a daily task. You know, every day I have a certain set list of it. And what I'm doing is I'm setting it up as a recurring task on my Google Calendar. So every day I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is I check my calendar. I see what kind of calls I have. Like if I have a call with you, Mr. Josh Thomas, and then I check my daily task. And from there, I just mark them one by one by one. And I got like this, this probably isn't going to be nothing new. I mean, this is not groundbreaking, but a lot of times the things that work are really, really simple, but, but they're hard, they're hard to do. Cause if I tell somebody that and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds easy, but is it really easy? Are you going to follow up on it? Might, are you going to be doing it on day 30? Like, are people going to make it that far? And I think that's, that's what's happened before. Like in my own personal experience, I had a mentor that he told me this is like, he, he would actually just get like a binder, you know, just a binder. And, and on each page, it had like one task. Like it, it literally just had like, you know, check email. And then he would go to the next page and it would be like, you know, post ads. And then, so he would just flip. He, he knew, already knew what the binder said. He knew the order of what the pages were, but he would literally just put the binder on his desk. And every day he would look at that one paper, do what the paper said, and he wouldn't go to the next page until that that task was done and he would just flip it. So I'm doing he's very old school. So I'm doing what he taught me, but now I'm just doing it digitally. So every day I look at Tuesday, like today's Monday. So I look at Monday and I'm just doing one task at a time. I'm not skipping around and I go all the way through. And when I'm done, like I'm done. There's no, well, let me see what's done, what's tomorrow, or let me see what's going on Saturday, or you know what, I can add this extra thing. Yeah, so, and then tomorrow, and then before you know it, like, in one month, I'm going to have my whole course done. It's going to be recorded, it's going to be finished. I'm not even, like, worried about it. it it's not even a question of of if, if it's going to get done, it's just when. I might even get it done quicker, like, it just... It just depends, like, you know, but that that's how I do it. That's how I get the big, big picture, breaking the small chunks. And then every day I'm just executing on it. I love it, man. It's, it's solid fundamentals right there. And and you really, the, the best point that you made here is it's, it, it's, it's nothing new. Uh, we already kind of know what to do. Sometimes we just need it packaged a little differently 
And sometimes we just need to hear it at the right time. The hard thing is not figuring out what to do. The hard thing is taking that first step and doing the first thing. And you mentioned this course that you were building. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I know you kind of carved out a, a little niche for yourself with phone flipping. So talk to me about how that got started and and uh, what the opportunity is. Yeah, so so back in 2017, uh, I was working a nine to five. Really, it was like a a 7 a.m. to like a 6 p.m. job. You know, it, it wasn't even a nine to five. I was working all the time, always busy, frustrated. My wife was working all the time too busy parents, three small kids. There wasn't a whole lot of family time. And it was just one of those situations where uh, I was kind of like at a breaking point. I was drinking every day. I was just like very, very miserable. And uh, the wife, she just convinced me to quit my job and pursue just starting a business. This is something I've been wanting to do since forever. And uh, she, uh, she convinced me I, I kept saying, no, 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 like, I, I can't do it. I just, I was stuck in this box, you know, like, so I decided just to take the 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 leap and I did it. And then that began like the process of just finding different businesses and trying different things. I mean, all the webinars that were around at that time, I was on every single webinar, learning every single business, uh, buying and selling stuff locally, you know, yard sales, I mean, just storage units, every single thing. I was working on people's cars in my driveway. I was picking up like appliances on the sides of the roads and trying to sell them furniture. I was picking up furniture off the side of the road. I mean, I was doing all kinds of stuff, massive, massive, massive action because I gave myself a deadline of a year to try to make a business. And then uh, eventually I found out about phone flipping uh, from, from my mentor and, uh, bought in like once i tried it i saw the potential in it immediately because i had already been trying to sell buy and sell stuff and i saw the profits and how long it took to do that and just flipping in general so when i saw phones like it, it happened really fast and it was really easy compared to everything else i had done so i bought i went all in and i just kind of took off from there and it's uh it's, you know, thank God it's, it's, it's been something that basically changed my life. It was uh, something that, that went to like re reproducing my nine to five income to reproducing my wife and mine income to where my wife was able to quit her nine to five. And then from there, I was able to like grow as just a business, as an entrepreneur, a business owner, um, start going to masterminds and then just getting to that six figure net profit per year. Um, during COVID, nonetheless, like of all situations, you know, in 2020 is when I hit my first six figure. And then that's when I really realized I was like, this thing, you know, it, it had a big test. Like if a lot of businesses shut down during that year, mine actually thrived. And, and, you know, it's, it just, it put it, it was a staple. I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to run with this thing till the wheels fall off. And then eventually, uh, people wanted help. And I felt obligated to help people. So I, I started putting together this program to where I'm able to teach other people to do it. That's awesome, man. And so uh, who who can who's a good candidate for phone flipping and, and what does it take to get started? Just just real quick. Tell us kind of what what that's mm -hmm. about. Yeah, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit on who's who's capable of doing it. I have my youngest student 
is 13 years old. Nice. And and my oldest student is a couple years away from retiring. So I just actually talked to him earlier. And uh, so, you know, he's talking about jumping in an RV and just phone flipping like in the United States when him and his wife are, are traveling after they retire. So, I mean, and anybody, anybody, male, female, doesn't matter your age, uh, location doesn't matter. There's phones everywhere. Everybody has a cell phone nowadays. And as far as money to start, like I started with $150 in my pocket. Um, I have one of my students that started with 50 bucks, you know, so it, it, it really depends. I have I've had people that started they were already business owners and they started with ten thousand dollars. So it's just, you know, it's it's whatever budget it's it's um, it's something that you can get into very, very quickly. And I think it's just for the mere fact that everybody has a phone and everybody's looking to buy a phone. It's there's just a huge demand for it because the, the only other bigger things than this is going to be probably real estate. And uh, in cars, you know, those two things, they're, those are in big demand. And cell phones is, is right there. Number three, there's a huge demand for cell phones. Awesome. And so what what kind of what kind of ramp up time does it take uh, for somebody to get started with this? So if you started with that 150 bucks in your pocket, how, how long does it take and how long are you working until uh, and you're starting to make a, a decent income with this? realistically i'd give it a couple months I'd, I'd give it like three months to actually get the hang of it and you're you're, get, you're getting the deals and the cash flows coming in uh because in the beginning you are if you're starting with a small amount um you're going to be limited to that so so buying and selling you're going to have to kind of like just keep reinvesting the money you make and then just grow that pile of cash you have to buy more more inventory so i'd say like three months um that's about how long it took for me to to duplicate uh, my nine to five income. And within three months, I was making about on average, about $3,000 a month. So okay. no, normally that's what I see with people. That's awesome. And where can we go to learn more about this? Um, I have a, a website called phone flipping collective.com. Um, that's, that's like the sales page. It opens up once a month. So you got to kind of be careful with that. Uh, but once a month I let, uh, I let a group of people join. Um, also, people can find me on Facebook under Remy Saldivar. And uh, on my profile page, there's going to be a link for a free Facebook group that you can join. And I actually offer uh, one time a month, I do free training where I basically give it all away for free. And if you like it, I invite you to join my paid program. Awesome. So we can look you up uh, on uh, on Facebook, Remy Saldivar. And then the website is phoneflippingcollective.com. Yes. Excellent. Excited to get in and dig into that very uh, a whole lot. I appreciate you, Remy, coming on here and sharing a little bit of wisdom about how you get stuff done. We're going to wrap up from here. For those of you who want to learn more and connect with Remy, you can go and find him on Facebook, Remy Saldivar, or you can go to his website to learn about his phone flipping course, phoneflippingcollective.com. And uh, if you happen to be listening to us on your morning commute or during your workout or somewhere out in the field, be sure to snap a selfie, tag me at JT literally, tell me what you do in the do zone. Also, if you're ready to break the seven figure barrier with your business, but you know what got you here, ain't going to get you there. We can help go to IamFactor1.com now, and let's see how much impact we can make in less than six minutes. Know this, you are factor one for your own success. Now let's get to work.